going on, guys? Welcome to the sample hour. It's been a while. Actually, I think it's been like a week. I put out an episode last week. So, um, you know, guys, I, I don't really have a lot to... I don't want to give you guys excuses. I know I'm going to get made fun of for this, but I don't really care. Love my listeners. You guys are great. Um, But yeah, guys, so I've had some thoughts in my head about... um. It's kind of weird. So I've been kind of struggling with this thing. I kind of realized recently that I'm kind of a cynical asshole. And at first I thought it was funny, and a lot of times it leads to trolling. But um, I listened to this Henry Rollins speech. And actually, so recently I was on a podcast called The Transcendental Podcast General. or I think that's what it's called. The tra- no, that. The Transcendental Tangent General, with my good buddy Nick Albrook out of Australia. And um, I, when I was listening to some of his previous shows, I'd heard this clip of Henry Rollins talking about cynicism. And I just kind of wanted to, I felt inspired. I haven't felt inspired with the show in a while. Um, I'm not sure why. I think a lot of it has to do with I spent a lot of my time figuring out how I can make money and how I can get paid and how I can uh, build my business. And so just to give you guys an update, so the business is doing well. So right now I'm selling to seven restaurants. I'm going to be recording with Diego Footer tomorrow and I'm going to be coming on Permaculture Voices um, with his uh, veg show. And I'm not sure when it's going to come out. Um, but I'm excited about it. Like, I'm excited about it. I put in a lot of hard work, and I know there's a lot of jokes about me not working. And for some reason, that's really bothered me. I don't know why. I know it's, you know, traditionally, like, I don't do a lot of the work that people do. Like, I mean, like, I'm not I'm not a handy guy. I could be if I wanted to, but I'd, I'd way rather, like, trade time. I mean, or just do blunt labor. Like, I mean, like, I... I was kind of bummed out yesterday. There was a uh, there was a fence building at Eric Eric's house, and of the GSD crew, who's in the uh, sample hour discussion group, and he's also been a wonderful troll, man. I mean, I really appreciate his trolling. He's he's got me good a couple times. We're just saying some funny stuff, but uh, yeah, I I think I've been in this weird place. I've been in this weird place in my life. Uh, you know, it's been over a year. The season's about to start. Um, you know, so to kind of go back to the business. So in October, when I had my last farmer's market, most of my money was coming from the farmer's market. I was kind of freaking out because it's like, okay, so, and it's kind of interesting. So in last June, um, I was freaking out because I, unemployment ran out. It's like, oh shit, how can I, get paid. So I was freaking out. I, I kind of put some pressure on, um, just, I don't know. I was just kind of having a freak out moment because it's like, okay, like I actually have to bet on myself. You know, there's no bullshitting around. And then it took me a while to figure out how to work, how, how I was going to get my situation with rich to work. Um, which I need to have rich on here more. I think it's just, we get caught up in stuff. And, uh, I think I've been wanting more, I don't know. I, I feel like I've needed some like privacy or some space for me um, to kind of make sense of things and, and 
make peace about where I was going with this podcast. Um, but anyways, back to the story. So then it was, okay, it's gut check time. I end up raising my prices on my microgreens. I end up picking up restaurants and, and actually, and now it's like, okay, so now I went from having three restaurants going in the off season to having seven restaurants. And now I'm making the same amount of money I was making when I was at farmer's markets. And now the farmer's market season is going to start. Now I'm trying to figure out how am I going to have product to actually sell at the farmer's market so I can make more money. So I've, I have some good problems, but I feel like, you know, there was, I was, I've been going through some rough patches and really just trying to stay focused and figure out how I can keep making this work. And, you know, um, so every time I, I kind of put my back against the wall and, and then I just have to fight, fight through. Um, not only that guys, so that, that's just not it. Like, as everyone knows how close I am with my grandfather that listens, like his health hasn't been the best. Um, and so it's like, I've had to take a bigger role in my family. Like, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's kind of like this transitioning role of, you know, the, the patriarch of the family's not doing well. He's 80, 85, his mental capacity's in and out. He's been sick. He's, he's recovering, but he's just not as sharp as he used to be being 85 and being a blue collar worker. So it's been kind of tough guys. It's been tough dealing with that. It's been tough dealing with, you know, what do we do now? Like we got to take care of him, you know, a, a guy that's so independent and still independent to his detriment most of the time. Cause he hurts himself and falls and it's, it's really terrifying. And then he's, his mental capacity isn't there, which is also terrifying. And I don't always think about, you know, I keep moving and I don't always think about what those implications actually, how that's actually affecting me kind of like emotionally. So it's like, I feel like I become very cynical and like I've become so cynical because it's like, I don't, it's that or I have to check out and I'm not going to check out. It's like that, or I'm going to go down this, um, depressed kind of path and, and I don't want to go down that path. So it's like, it's, um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting. Like I, you know, there's a lot of positive things going on in my life, and but it's like I don't have the time right now to spend as much time with people that I really want to spend time with, which sucks. Like I really want to spend time with like you know my dad or the GSD crew. I haven't seen the the Burns family in a long time, and and that sucks. Like I, it's like or I haven't seen a lot of my crew, and then like today, you know. So I went and saw Steve Harbaugh today of RD auto works and uh it was nice to spend some time with steve like steve's kind of in the same boat he hasn't been able to hang out or do as many community activities um with the the gsd crew because steve's been working on stuff he's been building his business on the side you know getting getting just a lot of stuff in order um and it's it's kind of cool like uh it's cool to be able to go hang out with him and how his business is growing and he's not advertising my business is growing and I'm not advertising and you know sure it's probably not making the income that either of us really want it to but it's it's early and it's just having this understanding that man that stuff's going to take time and quite honestly like keeping being in a position to where you you can barely meet your demand or you you can barely not meet a demand or you're in too high of demand that's it's a good position to be in um, and you know, that's something that, uh, you know, just talking to my good buddy, Greg Burns, like Greg, what Greg does professionally 
you know, he's one of few people in the country and, you know, he's, he has to turn work down and I'm sure that's a good feeling for him. Um, you know, you, there's a party that wants to just, just take on as much as you can, but then you have to realize that, you know, like, wait a minute, is this, this is actually going to be good for me. Um, so I, th- I think, you know, I feel really good today. I think, you know, spend some time with Steve and really kind of, uh, just having a good time. You know, he fixed, uh, he fixed my exhaust and, uh, I had an exhaust leak on my car, and my car is how I make most of my money. In between that, the pizza shop, like into, I use it for deliveries. I mean, it's pretty much you know twenty eight miles a gallon versus fifteen miles a gallon with my truck. Uh, but you know, it, it was just good to just kind of hang out with Steve and kind of bullshit. We can kind of just you know just goof around, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel really blessed. I got a lot of friends that care about me, and. Uh, and so I just, I kind of wanted to come from a position of gratitude today. Um, and like, I kind of, I felt weird with the show because I felt like I was trying to please other people instead of stay in the spirit of why I started this show, which was, which was for me. And, you know, I never wanted to be famous with this show. I mean, I wanted to meet real friends and I have, and I want to continue to do so. So, um, yeah, this episode probably isn't going to be that long, but something I just kind of want to, there's a speech by Henry Rollins that he gave. I don't know when he, he does like some weird poetry shit now. Um, but he's just kind of talking about his views of cynicism. And I think like for me, it's, I kind of had this realization today that I'm a cynical asshole and it does protect me. Like it does help me and it does get me out of funks. But then there's a part to where it will create a new funk if I don't realize it. I think, you know, having, when I first moved to this house and I first got into farming, I had these ideals and I think it's natural for us. And I, and I've seen it a lot with the permaculture community where we have these ideals of, you know, we want to save the world. We want to do that. And then we realize that, oh man, like there's a lot of people selling bullshit in this small scale farming community. There's a lot of people that are selling nonsense. There's a lot of people that are doing workshops. I have no business doing workshops. There's a, there's a lot of things and it'd be easy to get caught up in that. It's easy to like bitch about it. It's easy to kind of get to it. And I'm, and I'm speaking from my perspective here. Like this is just kind of some realization I had today. You know, so having Rich here is good because Rich is very idealistic and we kind of have a nice yin and yang thing going on to where we want to go in the same direction, but we're coming from different paths. And one thing that Rich wanted to do here was just clean up the alley. And so I've been really cynical about doing anything off or outside of my property in my neighborhood for a while now. And a lot of it has to do with... um I tried to do a community garden down the road and I was doing that when I was trying to get my farm started. I was trying to, to, and I was working full time and I was, it was doing the podcast and I just, I was biting off more than I could chew. And then, um, so I spent like six hours cleaning up this, this empty lot on my street that people just dumped trash on tires, just so much trash. So I, I went there and I cleaned it and then, um, one day I'm coming in this, this guy, this drug addict who was just trying to get extra money, just was dumping shit there. And I confronted him about it. I said, Hey man, like I'm responsible for this land. Um, you know, man, that's not cool. I don't know what you want to do with that, but if you could stop 
dumping stuff here and put it in a trash can or something. That'd be great. So I had to clean up that. And then um, it kind of ruined it for me because then I wasn't, the garden wasn't progressing. The city started harassing me about it. Like I paid them $10 for this parcel. And instead of like saying, you know, what can we do to help you? Here's some resources. Uh, we got this group volunteer thing. You know, the city just doesn't care. The city didn't care. The dude, all he cared about was his getting a promotion, all this stuff. And man, I really let that negatively affect me. Like I really let that uh, piss in my Cheerios just kind of settle and uh, influence me in a negative way. Um, and I and I and I didn't realize how much it really did. And I think you know, spending some time with Michael Jordan. Um, I just recently went out to Wyoming. Him and I, we need to. Um, there's there's a podcast I did with him, Daniel Freeman and Benton, and Michael just uh, actually took first place in the Mazer Cup for his means, which is awesome. Uh, Michael is, man, Michael is just such an awesome human being. Um, I think, you know, I, I, I feel really inspired from him. Him and I, like, I went out there, and I brought him out here, and we had a good time. I went out there. Um, he brought me out there. We had a great time. We went to the B College, and uh, we talked about uh, there was – some lady has a cure for American fall brood, which is it's just a big deal, um, you know. And I I think there was some just kind of like just the overall experience was great, but mainly like you know, just conversations I have with Michael on a regular basis about you know help your fellow man. I think you know there's I I haven't necessarily really embraced that enough. Like I I don't I don't stop when somebody's pulled off to the side of the road um i kind of have this this thing to where i do if they're in my way and then i get out and i I do it because it's like i want it to be this mutual beneficial thing um i don't try to be a saint i don't try to pretend like i'm this awesome human being uh i i just think i'm just a man i'm flawed i make mistakes uh i'm not perfect i tell bad jokes i defend bad jokes I'm not politically correct. Um, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm just trying to f- find my space in this world. I'm trying to, right now at this business, I'm trying to figure out a way that I can um, become a part of society uh, and and live a, influence society in a way through my... Um, with my values, but with my actions, not necessarily my words. Um, so I, I think it's it's just kind of weird. I think you know I'm, I'm kind of going through these things, but you know, like good things are happening to me. Like and and I have like you know I was just interviewed by Six One Four Magazine. I'm gonna be featured in the magazine in June, I believe, um, about me and my farm. And um, to get back to this this thing about like giving back to the fellow man, like you know, I sometimes I feel weird about this stuff like i feel like i don't necessarily deserve it or i don't i don't feel like um i don't always feel like people are nice to me because they like me or then when i do understand it i don't know how to handle that because it it makes me like i'm you know so like i encourage people to kind of tease me and stuff because i i don't want i don't ever want to feel like i'm i'm special it's kind of weird um unless it's like with a girl or something which then it gets even weirder so because then I like I want to feel special by this girl or everything else like that and maybe I'm not getting as much attention as I want. It's kind of a weird thing I have going on in my head that I'm trying to focus but um 
you know, to get back to the alley, which this is this is this is great, guys. There's no there's no, nothing cohesive or nothing in a straight line with this podcast. So I hope you guys are still tuned in. Um, Rich goes. He spends a whole day, gets the alley cleaned, and then immediately some lady throws dog shit there. And I said to Rich, like I was kind of like, oh man, that's kind of bullshit. I mean, these people don't give a fuck. You know, so what are you going to do? He's like, well, I'm just going to clean it up, man. I mean, I could either bitch about it. I could report her and make an enemy because I, it's against the law for her to do that. Or I could just clean it up and keep cleaning it up until other people realize what I'm doing and start helping me clean stuff up. And man, like that was really powerful for me. Like I think, uh, I think I kind of lost my way in sometimes. Like I think I've been a, become a little bit more of a hypocrite or become more of just kind of a cynical asshole, man. Like it's like, you know, things, the the values, it's like I have this self, uh, this kind of self-deprecating view because I, I, I wanted to make a positive difference and then society said, fuck you. So I'm like, well, fuck you back instead of just saying, well, you know what? You're not going to win over everybody, but this is what I believe in, so I'm going to keep doing it. And I think, so I, I feel inspired. And then I was walking by that lot that I kind of don't even stare at because it pissed me off. I'm like, you know what? Nobody's dumping trash there anymore. Like maybe it's not a garden, but guess what? Like it's, it's, it looks a lot nicer than, than when I, than what it did before I, I did that and failed miserably at it. So maybe I really did make a difference with that. So these are just kind of my thoughts. Um, this is going to be short. There's a few podcasts coming out this week. Um, I am going to talk about my love life finally. And actually, there's another episode with uh, that's going to be coming out on the Guru podcast uh, with my good buddy Greg Huntermark. We also talk about my love life. Um, so that was a big topic of conversation in the group thread. Uh, well, in the discussion group. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's kind of where my feelings, guys. So... I'm not sure what I'm doing with the show. I appreciate all my patronage. I appreciate everybody that supports me um, and has supported me. And uh, I appreciate your guys' patience. I've been doing this show for five years. And it's hard to stay. It's hard to kind of stay in that zone. Um, It's hard to stay like to where I feel like I'm being creative or where I feel like oh yeah, this is good. Like it's really weird. And I feel bad to my guests. Like I like my guests that I have on, but it's like, man, I'll say some things. I'm like, what the hell am I talking about? But honestly, guys, it's once I say it, I just need to get it out there and just be okay with it. I don't, I don't know why I've had this resistance to it. Like it doesn't take me long to edit these shows and put them out. I hate typing in show notes. I just want you guys to know that. So if you wonder why they look like shit, that's why. Cause I fucking hate doing that. So don't ever expect anything good out of the show notes because there's just not going to be anything good. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I have to have a better attitude about it. Um, anyways, guys, that's kind of my thoughts. So I hope you enjoy uh, the clip from Henry Rollins about cynicism. And uh, I hope that... Uh, yeah, I hope you guys uh, continue listening. Like, I appreciate everyone. Uh, Write me an email if you guys want to talk to me. Like, it's not even like I'm in this bad place. Like, I, things are going great. It's just like I just kind of realized today that I've been a cynical asshole and I really need to not be. 
because it's like you know like i can we can all make a difference if we really want to like it's not going to be easy but it it's why should we expect it to be it's just like anything else in life if you really want something you're, you're going to get challenged there's a reason why you really want it and that's because it's it's supposed to stretch you and it's supposed to make you better so um with that being said guys go to naturesimagefarm.com save 10 percent off any fruit trees or anything like that there's bundles out there not sure if greg burns is sold out yet he's also gonna have small cell bees save 10 percent. go there pick them up at his property or meet with him and you can pick them up uh so check out naturesimagefarm.com finally if you guys want to support the show please become a patron go to patreon.com slash sample hour there's episodes on there i've never released um it's one dollar a month or twelve dollars a year um so if you guys want to support the show it's always it's always i'm always grateful for it i am going to do a better job of putting up content there i know i always say that but in reality i mean when i do put up content i put up a bunch and then i might not do it for a few weeks and then i put up a bunch so that's just the way it's going to be you guys you can bust my balls all you want but man i don't really care so anyways and actually i I appreciate it i think it's funny so anyways i love all you guys uh thanks for listening to the show and i hope you enjoy this clip um and hopefully we can get some real discussion going on about cynicism and how cynicism serves you all right guys thank you so much take care uh, so I grew up in Washington, D.C., uh, seeing a few things in the streets of my hometown, but a relatively soft-handed, wide-eyed boy. And so I left Washington, D.C. into the world of Black Flag, the band, and uh, I got America 101 right in the teeth. And uh, the first American tour I did, I started off as one thing. By the tour, the time the tour came to an end, I was quite another thing. It's like, wow, I'm 20 years old, and I saw a guy get stabbed. I have had cops plant drugs on me. I've been been surveilled. I've been wiretapped. I've had religious groups protest my shows. I've had cops pull me out of the van and accuse me of doing all manner of satanic and illegal things. I have been terrified. I've been in fights. I've seen blood. I've seen desperation. And people I've met in Los Angeles are now dead. I started meeting people who would soon die of overdosing on heroin and crystal meth, suicide, and all kinds of misadventure. And so I started becoming some kind of jaded guy who like i know death and it was a weird thing to be like 20 something years old and like not everyone's going to make it and not even trying to be macho about it just like that was my reality and from that i did i got a whole bunch of cynicism it made me very cynical and my cynicism i thought was an awareness i thought my cynicism was me seeing through the bullshit and by the early 90s my cynicism was just at this unimaginably intense level and i sought to enhance my cynicism i i sought to harvest and grow more cynicism i thought i was never cynical enough sometimes Henry, people are nice. No, they're not. They're just gaming for strategic positioning. (laughs) They're never nice. They're just trying to get what they can out of you. It's all bullshit. People suck. Now, that two-word sentence, people suck, period, is a very easy conclusion to come to, right? Like you women, you're at the workplace and the guy's staring at your tits when he's talking to you. You want to take your tears fucking nuts off and say, here's your fucking lunch, pal, right? And so people suck. You get caught off in traffic. You know, something bad happens and you can start painting with a broad brush. You can start judging uh, the many by the actions of the few. And I did that for a long time. Self-preservation.
preservation. People suck. We're all whores. That's why I wouldn't want to be a parent because I'd be a super dad until the one day I would just break down. I'd be like there at 3 p.m. every day for the kid. What are we going to do today, man? All right, let's play in the backyard. Dad, will you play with me? Of course I'll play with me. I'm your fucking dad, man. I'm going to rock your world. I'm going to make you like me so when you turn 16, you won't stab me in the face when I'm asleep. <laughs> and then one day I have to sit the kid down at the table. Kid, I can't. I can't do it anymore. Sit down. I got to talk to you. <laughs> Did I do something wrong, Dad? No, no, you're a great fucking kid. I just got to tell you about the ways of the world. Okay, look, your mom's a bitch and I'm an asshole, okay? And people are just a bunch of whores and soon you'll be one of those assholes too. And if you don't kill me in my sleep, I'll be thinking about killing you in your sleep, okay? And soon I'll be duct taping you to a folding chair in the basement playing Led Zeppelin 40 you all weekend so you get your shit straight. But until then, just know that your dad is fucked and that's what you're going to get. You're going to inherit my fuckness. Now go outside and score some street drugs. Get the fuck out of here. Dad wants to download some fucking internet porn. And so, <laughs> parenting is, is out of the question for me. And so, when my cynicism was reaching these unimaginable levels, like, ugh, ugh, I started meeting some of the most amazing, humanitarian, strong, and selfless people I've ever met in my life. And then I started uh, coming to the conclusion that cynicism is nothing but intellectual uh, cowardice. It's basically you not taking the time to deal with what is. It's like, oh no, if they're all fucked, I don't have to really do any work assessing humanity. I'll just know that they're all fucked, and I'll just judge them from here and feel innately superior. And so over the years, I've become further and further stripped of my cynicism. And I realize that cynicism is weakness that I cannot afford. And so at first, I felt very vulnerable. Like, oh, no, I'm no longer cynical. Oh, no, I'm going to have to take the world to face value. No, how will I survive? Well, it's fucking hard to just to, to deal with everyone as an individual and think of other people as you think of yourself. And I'm not trying to get you to go kumbaya and go out and kick a hacky sack, smear yourself with patchouli oil or hug a fucking tree. But what I'm sick of is people looking at like a few people walking into a mosque like they're Islamo-fascists. They're going into an Islamo-fascist hangout. We need to kill them all. Because that kind of fucking ignorance and judgment just has to stop because we'll never get the P-Funk Ramones Devo block party happening worldwide if we're still thinking about shit. Like if that is still a roadblock this time next year, we got worry. And so more and more, I travel farther and farther out into the world because I'm a curious boy. Uh, the more amazing people I meet, thus stripping me more and more of my cynicism. I don't know if I have any more left. And I, it's so weird to say that to you because I used to think that my, my cynicism was my shield. And so now I'm out there shieldless. Again, this uh, robs me of my cynicism. I would love to be cynical. It was so much fun being cynical, but I can't do it anymore. And I, and I don't want to turn into like some over-serious guy. I don't want to be some floating Buddha trying to hug people because that's not me either. But it's, it's a lot of work not being cynical. Sometimes it just fucking sucks because you have to listen to both sides of every argument. Ah! All that time it takes, damn. So anyway, there's that. Here's another thing, a revelation, a revelation I came up to. Uh, about the beginning of 2007, I came to the conclusion that I was more angry than I was in 2006, which I thought was fan-fucking-tastic. I don't want to ever lose my anger, because the anger I like. I don't want to become lovey-dovey guy, because that to me is like the first sign of defeat. We're like, ah, everyone's good. I love everyone. 
doing? Fuck that shit. There's so many sick, awful motherfuckers in the world. And if you don't stand them up and stand them down and call them what they really are, we'll never get the P-Funk Ramones Devo block party going. And so if you think things are cool, I think you're wrong. And so anyway, basically, there's work to be done. And so at the beginning of 2007, I said, fuck it. I have contempt for life. Because I'm not the happiest baby uh, in the world. I don't wake up every day like, I love life. Most of the time, I fucking hate life. Most of the time, life is a flatline fucking existential nightmare for me. And I fucking hate it. And I want to check out all the time. There you go. Now you know the truth.